When I say that I want these things, I mean that I want them, and I don't want to have to ask again. I think if your clients want to sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have a right to give it a try, but there's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to people lie. She's wondering why I'm not there. Do you understand that? Right. Me, not you, not you, but me! What dost thou want? You want me to speak? When I point at you, yeah. Little trouble there. They playing your ass for a fool is what I'm talking about. What's the like the taste of butter? You don't like me cooking? There have been a lot of lies set around this dinner table here tonight, but that you can't believe. Every day I wake up and I hope you're dead. Dead like if I can guarantee Henry would be okay. I'd hope you'd get an illness and then get hit by a car and die. Wait, 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 wait. Looks like those lewds are working their magic on Donnie right now. What's thou like to live deliciously? Oh, oh, no, 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 Who's that? That's Pete. Does Pete really need to be here? Yes, he does. Because maybe I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. No. No, maybe I'm not. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm not. You are. Maybe I'm not. You are. Hey, hey, Not quite my temple. Never really remember the beginning of the dream, do you? You always wind up right in the middle of what's going on. Once more into the fray, into the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day. Live and die on this day. It's only when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. Bad news is you're never going to be the same. You're never going to be whole. Not ever again. Lost your daughter. Nothing's ever going to replace that. I wanted to be married. I'd already lost. You didn't love me as much as I loved you. So what do you say? Do you have a deal? You've been trying to pull away, and I've been in denial. That's bait. Was I rushing, or was I dragging? Uh-huh. Count again. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. Everything you give me is a reminder that I'm not doing enough for you in this relationship. Mom needed you. I needed you. You're my big brother. You bailed on me. You have my money taped to your tits. Okay, technically you do work for me. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to prevent the apostles from acquiring plutonium. Uh, now that's a proper introduction. This is Movie Zaggots. We take your favorite actors' movies and match them against each other in a head-to-head tournament to discover the best movie. And now your hosts, Chris Zimmerman and Marcus Murray. What is going on, you Zags? Welcome to the final edition of our 2010 through 2019 retrospective this is it chris we've done it we just have a few more movies to go until we decide what the best movie of the past decade was and then we get back to our regularly scheduled programming i'm not looking forward to this because i feel like the left side of the bracket was the afc (laughs) (laughs) nice the right side of the bracket is the nfc 
Oh, it, the right side is freaking stacked. I, I, I feel like we kind of breeze through the left side. Dude, this one sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I Yes, because we're going through it, and I'm like, holy cow, we're already at the semis for, for this, you know? Right. And, oh, my gosh. And, and I'm trying to remember just off the top of my head, okay, what movies are still left? What do we have left? And then I started putting the bracket together again. Whoo. Good luck. Well, if you come with us this far, thank you. Chris and I appreciate it. Um, my name is Marcus, by the way. I don't think I've said that the past two podcasts. These people have no idea who I am. If we have any new people, <laughs> welcome. I'm Marcus Murray. I love movies. Chris Zimmerman, he loves movies. He's more of a snob than I am about him, though. Uh, but we love them all the same. He's all looking around. <laughs> I enjoy movies with fart jokes in them. Uh, you do, too. Yes, I do. Anyway, yes, I know. We love movies, and um, this has been kind of tough because we're taking movies that we love right now and tossing them aside oh. <laughs> for other movies. Yes. <laughs> now, the, what's hard about this is, as, as I said in the previous episode, is that n- these aren't bad movies. No. These are movies that are all great. These are the top two finalists of every year from 2010 to 2019. I've made it into the Megazagasode part two. And just because one movie beats out the other doesn't mean the other was bad. It's just, uh, you know, your advice was good. Jan's was bigger. I just, (laughs) I love that line so so much. (laughs) All right. Are you ready to do this? Oh, uh, I, I, I no, I'm kind of sad. Like, this has been such a fun little trip in Zagat's land, and it, it's coming to an end. I'm getting a little, feeling a little melancholy, but I'm probably going to feel a sense of relief when this is done, and we're going to decide what the best movie is and get yelled at online, and yeah, I'm ready, man. Let's do it. But you know what this reminds me of real quick? What? When we did that best picture winner thing for like two months. Do yeah. you remember that? Mm-hmm. That was a long one, too, but good lord. All right, enough derailing. The battle begins! <laughs> I had to do that one. I had to do a big one for the last of the decade. All right, so we have bye weeks uh, because this is the mega bracket. So... What we're going to do, we're going to determine the, these four movies that will go on into the bracket proper where we have the 18 seed Midsommar versus the 15 seed Wind River. Oh, my God. <laughs> versus, and the winner of this will go on the face La La Land. <laughs> number, La La Land. Number two seeded number La La Land. Number two. Oh, should be seeing straight. No, God. No, God, please, no! 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 That's, yes. Thank you, Michael Scott. That's how I feel. La La Land's number two. You stupid algorithm. Stupid people ranking stupid movies. And stupid. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All, All right. right, Chris. All right, so Midsommar was a recent winner of... Uh, 2019, the best film of 2019. Wind River. <sighs> did that win? Uh, I don't think so. What What did it face? I don't even remember. <laughs> what did it face? Was well, Wind River to... 2016? <laughs> uh, was it? 
Wind hey, River. Wait. Oh, God. Wind River. Well, look at the bracket. Oh, uh, Thor. It went against Thor. No, it beat Thor. I know. I'm, I'm trying, trying to remember what. Get Out. It, okay. It lost to Get Out. It did. Oh, that's right, because they did the... Okay, so Midsommar is a winner. Wind River is a... Uh, Runner-up. Miscongeniality. Yeah. Okay. I, I got to go Midsommar. Well, I mean, I, I'm going back to when we were talking about Wind River versus Get Out. What has a better, what has better performances? Midsommar. What's a better looking movie? Midsommar. What's more meticulously created? Midsommar. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it it just like crushes it. it in every category. As much as, uh, yeah, as Chris said, Wind River is a great movie and you guys need to watch it. Midsommar is it's an upset, too. Stupid algorithm. <laughs> All right, Midsommar upsets the number 15 seed, Wind River, and moves on and will face the number two seed, La La Land. I know you're so happy about that. Blah, blah, land. But before that, we have to decide, we have to figure out which movie is going to make it into the bracket for the final spot, which is either going to be the 14 seed, Warrior, or the 19 seed, Parasite. 19 seed and La La Land's two? Oh, my God. (laughs) And uh, keep in mind, all right, Parasite lost to Midsommar. Yep. Okay. And that was a tough one. That, I mean, I, I think that was like the longest final round <laughs> we've ever had. Oh, my. Because you, you like gave a freaking thesis on both those movies. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. I'm sorry. It was great. No, I loved it. Um, very eloquent. Ah, <sighs> this sucks. But it, it's an upset in terms of the rankings because Parasite's obviously moving through. <sighs> But Warrior, Warrior is so good. Warrior is a great, great sports movie. It's an all-time sports movie. It is a pillar of the sports movie uh, pantheon. Um, another early Tom Hardy, right? Like you were saying last episode for Inception, as Tom, Tom Hardy really finding his dramatic footing. Uh, Joel Egerton, ah, so good. And talk about a great climax. It just earns it. Warrior, go watch it. But Parasite, Parasite, Parasite. No recency bias there. It's the obvious better movie. Yep. So Parasite will face a certain movie that I I I know you want redemption for, but we'll see. Okay. So we have the number two seed La La Land against number eighteen Midsummer. Why is La La Land the way that it is <laughs> being the number two? <laughs> I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Look, when it comes to Midsommar and La La Land, look, I have one drop for La La Land, and you better know what it is. You're not terribly important to me. (laughs) Did I get it? (laughs) You got it. Thank you, Patrick Bateman. Uh, Look, La La Land is a super fun movie, and I know you, you went to battle for it. It is... I love the opening. I love the opening musical number on the freeway. I'm sure that pissed a lot of L.A. commuters off when they were filming it. Um, and we talked at length about the ending, how it's um, such a well-crafted ending, very heartbreaking, um, very moving. But Midsommar, but? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, La La Land, I enjoyed it. Um, I watched it again a couple days ago, and I thought, ooh, I need to rewatch Sing Street now just to see if I got. Oh my God! I would. I'll go nuclear. Uh, I'm just gonna get a text from Chris. 
Yeah, I got that one wrong. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Sorry, man. <laughs> All right. But Midsommar, same thing that we did with Wind River. Uh, perfect movie. Midsommar beats it like a dead horse, right? Which is crazy. 18C taking out the number two. A giant upset akin to the lobster and Captain America. Um, oh, gosh. That was so awesome. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Okay. I had, buddy, I had a buddy give me crap about that too. Who? Just uh, a friend from work, and he was like, "What? Captain America is amazing." I'm like, eh, "Civil War." No. I was like, "You see the lobster?" No. What's that? I'm like, "Stop. Talk to me. Walk over there." Do I know this person? Uh, no. Okay. All right. So uh, now we have the number seven seed, Wolf of Wall Street, against number ten, Moneyball. You know who's in Moneyball? Jonah Hill from Moneyball. From Moneyball. <laughs> but you know who's which performance? Well, dang it. <laughs> I was going to you know what I was going to say. You're going to say the movie with Jonah Hill is going to move on. <laughs> but, 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 well, I think we got a new catchphrase. The performance, I mean, you get the subtle performance of Jonah Hill, that quiet, reserved, analytical performance in Moneyball. Uh-huh. Wolf of Wall Street is perfect with the tone of the movie the tone of the movie is greed excess over the top abundance everything and he does perfect at bringing that to light Moneyball's a fun movie to watch uh, like so let's say these movies are parties okay Moneyball is a nice kind of like gathering with friends you're you know watch, watching a baseball game or something Wolf of Wall Street is a Las Vegas bachelor party of a movie with strippers and cocaine it is so fun I mean I haven't really experienced that but it is a blast and I would go Wolf of Wall Street over Moneyball every day every day I completely agree Wolf of Wall Street moves on beating out Moneyball and now hey, oh, hold on hold on hey Moneyball you hear that that's what losing sounds like. <laughs> You're stupid. Play the horn! <laughs> it's too late now. You ruined it. Yep. Well, the delivery's <laughs> all wrong. She's um... butchering it. <laughs> all right. I'm going to let you introduce this one. Okay. Because you want justice. Oh, hashtag justice for social network, the number three seed, which erroneously lost to Inception all those years ago in 2010. But Chris, it's going up against number 19 seed, which doesn't matter to me. Absolute masterpiece, Parasite. Now, I know many episodes I get, I said, social network is a defining movie of the decade. It really captures this decade in its essence. But if we're talking about just a well-crafted movie with characters you really care about, look, the main character of Social Network is a dick, okay? <laughs> Zuckerberg, and look, I don't feel sorry for him. He has billions of dollars. <laughs> it's a well, really meticulously made movie, and the music's great, but everything about Parasite is perfect. And as you so eloquently said for two and a half hours during that 2019 <laughs> episode, <laughs> Uh, Parasite has to move on, man. I can't believe I'm saying that. As much as I love Social Network, and obviously it has years advantage. I've seen so- Social Network more times than Parasite. I I don't really think it's recency bias, though. Parasite is just that damn good. 
this was this was tough to see because I knew Parasite would beat out Warrior. I didn't know where you were going to fall with Social Network because I know how much you love that movie. Love but it, it is also meticulously crafted as well. Mm-hmm. Everything about it is beautiful. Beautifully shot, well acted. But I can't go against everything that I said last two episodes ago about Parasite. Right. Because it's true. Parasite moves on beating out social network. You will not have justice today. (laughs) Why, social network? You're not terribly important to me. I I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) American Psycho. If you guys haven't figured that out, that, that that's one of my all-time faves. Jesus. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay, now uh, go ahead. All right, we have... Oh, this is a... Uh, is this a rematch, Chris? No. No, no it's not. It's Sicario. Not a rematch. It's not a rematch. That's right. Uh, so, all right. So, Mad Max beat Sicario <laughs> a few episodes ago, taking out Denis Villeneuve. Did I say that right? No, Villeneuve. No. I always Villeneuve. I, Villeneuve, I always like. I'm 50, it's not Villeneuve, like you Villa used to Nueve. say. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to call him uh, Denny, the director. Oh, that's Denny. condescending. Jeez, um, I'm dovetailing. All right, Mad Max number six seed versus Arrival, a number eleven. Justice for Denny. Yes, Chris. Yes, Justice for Denny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was that better? <laughs> that, that was good. Okay. Uh, Mad Max is, is good. We talked about how, uh, I think I even said how there is a lot of storyline to it. Or maybe I said it on something else. But there is more storyline than I think everybody gives it credit for. But Arrival is one of the most cerebral, uh, thought-provoking, uh, perfect movies. I love it. Oh, it's gorgeous, and the Amy Adams performance is just—I mean—I'm entranced by her, and the the twists in the movie are just fantastic, and it's shot so beautifully. And look, Mission Impossible Fallout's waiting on the other side of the bracket. We've already said ad nauseum it's the greatest action movie um, ever made, and a lot of people were throwing that title onto Mad Max, which okay, you can make arguments for, but. It's fine, but Arrival is just—you said it—just the perfect movie in every sense of the word. Okay, this is this is going to be challenging, though. Okay, because now as we move into round two, fight. We have four of my favorite movies of the entire decade. This sucks right here. <laughs> this was horrible. I do not like this. I don't want to do this. I want to go home. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you this right now, Chris. You're probably going to agree with me. All four of these movies um, are better than, well, not Mission Impossible, but the other three, in my opinion. Other three From what? the last episode. So I would take Midsommar, Wolf of Wall Street, Parasite, Arrival over Get Out, Quiet Place, Inception, any day. Yeah. 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 That's how stacked this is. This is the NFC, baby. <laughs> so... Where would the Cardinals be? Oh, yeah, they wouldn't even be on this bracket. Would, yeah, don't, don't use my... You know I would say that. All right. <sighs> Midsommar against Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, my gosh. This sucks. All right, so we love both these directors, right? Ari Aster, Martin Scorsese. 
I mean, Scorsese has decades of films under his belt. But look, Ari Aster's features, he's two for two, man. A solid two for two. Yep. Yep. Martin well, Scorsese is almost yeah. flawless, though, in his entire filmography. <laughs> Correct. It's not like Steven Spielberg. He's got quite a few misses. He's got a few clunkers. Especially lately, BFG. Terminal. Uh, I can't even think of the other ones that are bad. but <laughs> They're bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bridge of Spies. War, War Horse. I didn't mind War Horse. It was Well, fine. that was me and Bridge of Spies. It's a movie. Yeah. But we're not talking about Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. Tangents. Uh, derailed. Oh, wow. Spielberg didn't even get in the top 20, man. He didn't have anything good enough. Ready Player One. No, yeah. Like, when was Catch Me If You Can? That was pre-2010. Yeah. Still Leo. Okay. All right. Sorry, Stevie. Um. Gosh, I... You're the same thing, man. I am having the battle. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> both are long movies yeah bo- both are long but they yeah. both don't feel like it <laughs> very true gosh i remember i'm i'm watching wolf of wall street and it finally gets to the part where he's teaching them the script right yeah. and then i'm like oh this is probably like 20 minutes in and it's 55 minutes in i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> okay but then the same thing happens when it gets to the the dance of the may queens i'm like Oh, we're like 45 minutes into this. Maybe an hour? And it's like two hours. I'm like, whoa. All right. We're really going here. I have to go Midsommar. I think there is... uh... Gosh, now I don't know. (laughs) Well, because I I am kind of deferring to you on this just because there is recency bias with me with uh, Midsommar. And well, I've watched Wolf. I've watched Wolf of Wall Street more recently than Midsommar. Okay, all right. And so I'm I'm going Midsommar because while the performances in Wolf of Wall Street are good, while they're solid, while they're great, um, you know there there is so much spread across great actors. Midsommar has that too, but so much relies upon Danny, and then as well as Christian. Mm-hmm. And I think what she does, Florence Pugh and Ari Aster together is so magical that it gives you this entry into the folk horror genre that I don't know will ever be topped. Whereas I think there are uh, Leonardo DiCaprio performances. It's my favorite Leo performance. Uh, You know, there's great Leo performances, but there are better Scorsese movies than Wolf of Wall Street. Goodfellas? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, well, like, uh, for some reason, I feel like The Departed's been getting kind of, like, poo-pooed on lately. No, The Departed that? is amazing. No, I love that movie. I feel like when people bring up The Irishman, though, they're like, oh, or it was Oscar season, like the thrust of Oscar season. They're like, oh, they gave it to uh, The Departed, even though it's an inferior movie. And I, what? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I think I read that on the, <sighs> oh, the interwebs. But, dude, yes, Midsommar. I'd have to go. It's just it's freaking perfect. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, see, here's, here's what's going to suck is what comes out of Parasite versus Arrival. And it's going to face Midsommar. And I think we're just, we're just going to end up with a repeat of 2019 <laughs> 
Okay, I'm just going to toss this at you. Okay, mm-hmm. let me let me just go here for a second. We both love Arrival. We love Denis Villeneuve. We love Midsommar. We love Ari Aster. We love Bong Joon-ho. We love Parasite. We are obviously going to have a repeat of 2019, and Midsommar is probably just going to take it again. <laughs> so let's just bypass all this and just go straight to the finals with Midsommar against Mission Impossible Fallout. I am totally fine with that because as we were <laughs> talking about it, even before you mentioned it, I'm like, oh my God, we're going to have the repeat and Midsommar already beat Parasite. All right, so Parasite beats Arrival and it moves on as a top four movie of the decade. And that's where it stays. And it loses to Midsommar, which ends up in the finals against Mission Impossible Fallout. Let the final battle begin. The movie that begins with an M.I. Gosh, you're so (laughs) stupid. At no point in your rambling, (laughs) incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. (laughs) All right. Uh. All right. Okay. 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 So, okay. All right. We've bestowed many titles upon Midsommar. Best movie of 2019, best movie of the summer, Mission Impossible. I mean, Mission Impossible, obviously, was the best movie of summer 2018. (laughs) Wow, two July releases, too. I'm just thinking of commonalities between them. Um, All right. Okay, that's that's the only thing I can actually say. It's all right. Okay, I I <laughs> Denzel Washington. Okay, okay, okay. I guarantee you. I guarantee. That's like a four minute video on YouTube. I love Denzel it. Denzel Washington guarantee. I love it. Um, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> what? I'm like, how do we go from Mission Impossible: Midsummer to Denzel Washington? Okay, okay. Guarantee. Uh, all right. Mission Impossible: Fallout. We've talked. We've talked about both of these movies. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I, I'm in a very, you know, advantageous position because, like, I've watched both of these movies very recently. That is crazy how that's worked out. Um, I, dude, I'm. I. I know what my gut wants. I know what my heart wants. I know what my mind wants. I think I am. I am steadfast in what movie I want to be the best of the decade. Uh, This is a movie that has everything. It has great character development. It has great cinematography, great production design. This this movie has everything I want in a movie. It makes me feel things. It makes me – it takes me on a ride. It it gives me chills, gives me goosebumps. And, look, I could be talking about uh, both of these. But I know which one I want. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Do you want a one, two, three? One. Or or what? No, okay, we can do it. Or what? Or what? I was like, do you want a one, two, three? Or do you want to give any last words? A final, I don't know, battle with yourself? Because this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I can't believe after episodes of indecisiveness, like I feel really good about my choice. Yep. One, two, three. Midsummer. Impossible. No. No, God, please, no. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what, dude. You know I adore both these movies. Uh, here's the reason I'm giving Mission Wait, Impossible. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. I'm not calling for a tiebreaker. I'm calling just to include someone to see if they could shed any light. Okay. Hello? Joanne. Joanne. I need your help again. Okay, God. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Have you seen Mission Impossible Fallout? No. You are useless. I know. I've only seen the first Mission Impossible. What? Ah! I know. It's a real blind spot for me. You are pathetic. Yeah, I know. By the way, I got your text earlier. I liked Game Night. I was trying to see if she had seen, yeah, another tiebreaker. Okay. Well... I'm really failing you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're not terribly important to me. All right. Have a good night, Joanne. Yeah, I'll do what I can. <laughs> I, I wanted to try to incorporate a zag just to, you know, just to extend a little bit of gratitude and and see what others are thinking because I am, I am so torn with this because... Mission Impossible, Midsommar, Wolf of Wall Street, Parasite, Arrival. Any one of these movies could take the crown of best movie of the decade. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't... I, I, don't, I don't know! <laughs> I have my own ranking in my head, and obviously Midsommar is higher than Mission Impossible Fallout, but then I start thinking about everything that Mission Impossible Fallout brings. And what it does to the characters. And I think what is so difficult for a movie and a franchise to do is... It's the sixth one! <laughs> I know. And to take to take uh, the established characters and, and just... And take them even further than where they were before. So where Benji, uh, Luther, um, Kane, right? So- Solomon, Solomon, K- Solomon Lane. Lane, sorry. Uh, Ilsa, and then obviously um, Ethan Hunt, all of them, where they were at Rogue Nation, at the end of Rogue Nation, is different to where they are at the beginning and the end, of course, of Fallout. Now, expanding upon the universe of the IMF and what we got from when J.J. Abrams, when he rebooted, the re- kind of jump-started the franchise with Mission Impossible 3, and introduced Tom Ethan Hunt as this character who now has a family, who now has a love interest. We saw saw him as as a more human character, less superhero, more human. Mm. And then each iteration uh, has has just kind of has, has built upon that and expanded that storyline. And this does it even better than uh, the Brad Bird one, uh, Ghost Protocol, better than Rogue Nation, and better than. Uh, Mission Impossible 3. I think also keeping the same, essentially, villain is the smartest mm-hmm. move because it 
it shows exactly what a franchise or studio like Marvel should be doing. You know, they had Loki, fine, got it. But th- I, I think having established villains that can last longer than one movie uh, shows that it can be done if you do it smartly. Right. Gosh, I'm talking myself into this. Damn. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and look, let, let's talk about like the production side of it too. Um, and I feel like Mission Impossible gets very underrated in that category. You know, we talked about the stunts that Tom Cruise does for the movies. And, you know, it's really easy to put a stunt guy in there, get some visual effects. But he cares about the craft. Christopher McQuarrie cares about the craft. And, look, he cares about the characters. You know, Abrams, Brad Bird kind of um, jump-started. And he really wants to take them to new places. And he wants to set this franchise apart from other spy movies, other action movies. And they don't settle. They don't settle for... Oh, we already did this scene. Like, think about Rogue Nation. They started off with him hanging off, you know, a jet. And they just keep upping the ante, not with each movie, but, like, with each freaking scene. And (laughs) Midsommar, it's a very cerebral movie. And, yes, there's a lot that goes into it upon rewatching it. But just that visceral feeling you get watching Tom Cruise (laughs) fly a helicopter. And the reason why, like, you want him to succeed and... Uh, it, it still puts me on the edge of my seat where Midsummer, you know, there's a lot of shock value, but it kind of fades away after you see it. Mission Impossible, it still gets you every time with every twist and every action scene. And that's why I initially wanted to give it the edge. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking at this because, because I'm so torn. I, I need to make a little bit more of an informed decision here, okay? Okay. Uh, so I'm looking... Just because I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I like to look at all facets of everything. Um, Mission Impossible One. Let's see. The highest grossing Mission Impossible movie is Fallout. Number two is number two. Ew. It it made two hundred and fifteen million dollars when it was released in what was that two thousand two thousand yeah. Holy cow! Now worldwide, Mission Impossible Fallout is also the the highest grossing. Then again, you've just got, you know, the, um, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what's it called? Inflation. Thank you. Yeah, just for inflation. Okay. But then, like, I I think a movie like Mission Impossible Fallout kind of gets pushed to the side because people think it's just, quote, just an action movie. But it's not. Okay. Because even when you look, when you look on, um, Rotten Tomatoes. Mission Impossible Fallout has a 97% right. on Rotten Tomatoes after, out of 415 reviews. Okay? So... And, and that's the beauty of movie Zaggots, which I love, is, look, we're giving love to Mission Impossible amid Samar, okay? And we're going to give them the, one of them the title Best Movie of the Decade, and... None of these had big Oscar nominations, you know, and a lot of these don't even get talked about that much. But that's kind of the beauty of the show is really kind of dissecting what makes a movie good, right? What makes a movie good? And it's, you know, legacy and rewatchability. And the thing with Mission Impossible is I, I always feel like I'm watching it for the first time. And I've seen it a couple times, but every time I watch it, it's like I'm watching it for the first time, and I'm very invested. Whereas Midsommar, I'm just looking for clues, and I'm 
trying to, you know, outsmart the movie or, you know, get up to its level. Where Mission Impossible, I can just enjoy it for being a movie. It is just a fun movie to watch that is also smart and brilliantly executed. There, you know, you can scroll down on Rotten Tomatoes and look at some of the, just the little blurbs from some of these reviews. This one from uh, Josh Wilding from comicbookmovie.com. An action movie masterpiece, Mission Impossible Fallout is nothing short of incredible and an absolute must-see. It has redefined the genre and this franchise, and the bar has now been set impossibly high for other action movies to try and follow it. Yep. I've talked myself into it. Yes! Uh, this is not the movie I ever anticipated that we would say, but the best movie of the decade. Wow. Movie that gets certified is Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible Fallout. Fallout. That was... A long time coming. Holy crap. Wow. So that decade waited eight years before it got its best movie. Nine years. Nine years. That, my goodness. It's just, it's the perfect movie. and Good job to Tom Cruise. <laughs> to everyone, Christopher McQuarrie. I'm so glad they're all coming back for two more sequels. Back to back before Tom Cruise gets all decrepit and old. Oh, that was and then exhausting. they have to shoot it like Liam Neeson action movies. Oh, no. <laughs> but, Zags, look at all these movies. Just it, We're so lucky to be at a time where we get just, just masterpiece after masterpiece and really great stories from really interesting filmmakers. And we got a very varied list. I, I, I don't feel like we had anyone monopolizing uh, the list. What, we only had... Well, let me, let me read the top 20 that actually made it. Just from top to bottom. Inception, La La Land, Social Network, Get Out, Mission Impossible Fallout, Mad Max, Fury Road, Wolf of Wall Street, Quiet Place, Django Unchained, Moneyball, Arrival, Whiplash, Prisoners, Warrior, Wind River, Nightcrawler, The Grey, Midsommar, Parasite, and The Witch. That's a lot of varied movies on there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a testament to us being not biased to one genre over right. another. And the winners of some of these, like, um, I'm trying to, to remember Mission Impossible, Inception, Get Out, Wolf of Wall Street, Moneyball. Moneyball, yeah. Did Arrival win? Yes, Arrival won. Arrival, Midsommar, um, Nightcrawler? Right? Uh, yep, yep. So uh, just some of these, I'm trying to see, is that 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 9. We're missing one. Get out. Got it. Um, uh, La La Land, right? Did uh, that, yeah. No? No. Uh. Oh, well. <laughs> Go it, back and listen, you zags. It, it doesn't matter because these these are all some great movies. We love them all. If, if they didn't make it, doesn't mean we don't like it. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was it, man. That was a journey. Holy God. That was crazy. Whew. 
Are you ready? I'm ready, man. I'm ready to wrap it up. Ready to go crack open a cold one. And, uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Marie Marcus. Hit me across the board at Zimabimbim. Links to everything in the show notes. Don't forget to listen to Chris on movies and nothing but Star Wars. And uh, soon you'll hear this this big bozo on Chris on movies, and we are going to quiz his movie trivia knowledge. Ooh, can't wait. Maybe here's what we do: we find somebody who thinks they could beat you. Maybe ooh, here's what we do: I'm going to create a quiz, a movie quiz. You versus if we can get him, Luke Larson. Oh, hopefully I win. <laughs> All right, Luke Larson, we're calling you out right now. <laughs> Listen at L Squared Podcast, too, guys. It's fun. All right. Thank you, guys, and later, you zags. Later, you zags.